Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast where we do a dramatic reenactment... <laughs> A dramatic reenactment of a different chapter of Twilight each week. Oh. I'm your host, Juice, and I am joined by my beautiful co-host, Leo. What's Edward up, Cullen. Leo? What's up? My name is Edward Cullen in this yeah, performance. Leo Cullen. Here we go. Ready? We're in Forks, Washington. Take picture it there, right? All of a sudden, boom, car comes out of nowhere. Uh, oh, man. Hey. What the fuck just happened? I thought I was going to kill that lady. Yeah. Hey, that weird Edward Cullen dude just saved her. Hey, get on my fucking back, bitch. And then, How long um, have you been 17? Long, long time. Long, long time. Hey, uh, let's go run up these trees. All right, cool. And that was part one. <clears throat> that was a perfect... Uh, nothing else happens. Nothing of note that you need to... And that's as fucking dramatic as it gets, guys. Well, let's uh, let's not talk about Twilight. Anymore. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about Twilight. Oh, are we? Okay, this motherfucker. We're talking about planets like a motherfucker. You you brought it up, so um, yeah. How uh, I did. The hell are you? I'm good, man. This week has been it's just flown by. I just I started a new job, been training, and then something amazing happened on Wednesday. <gasps> psychonauts 2 came out oh that's right yeah i saw that my favorite uh psychonauts the first one is my my favorite video game of all time the sequel is so good yeah uh they breath of the wild did that motherfucker like in terms of like okay ocarina of time you know zelda best game of all time Uh and then you're like how can they top this Except for Zelda, there's like a little whole franchise and they have been doing it, but it's almost, (laughs) well, not really almost as old, but it's like a lot of time has passed. The first Psychonauts came out in like 2005, I think. Yep. And then you're like, okay, well, obviously that's one of the best games ever made. Like, how could they even do anything? And then you open up Breath of the Wild, you open up Psychonauts 2 and you're like, they fucking did this. They did this. Yeah, I just remember... I remember Psychonauts 1 being just so cleverly done. Like, it was such a unique, in, interesting idea. And I, like, them building on it, I'm sure, is top-notch. It's on Game Pass. So yeah. anyone yeah. anyone, anyone who plays Xbox that uh, wants to wa- play it can play it. Like, there's no excuse. Just it's been it. a while. Yeah, it's been a while since I booted mine up. But uh, I'm in Massachusetts. My week has been um, a little crazy, a little, little on the crazy yeah. side. So I... Uh, I uh, started my weekend off right by going to a live music concert, guys. I went to go see Coheed and Cambria for the first to play their first show in two years since October of 2019. Yes. And they did not fucking disappoint. It was amazing. An amazing, amazing show. The, the first band that opened was a band called Meet Me at the Altar. I've already told you guys, check them out. Check them out again because they're fucking great. Um, those ladies rock it. The second band that was up was the used. Bert still got it. The whole band still got it. They're fantastic. 
But Coheed was top notch. Everybody is as tight as they've ever been. Claudio sounds amazing live, and it's crazy what he does with his voice. Like, it's really, really quite insane. There's a lot of you out there saying, like, oh, like trapped or like, oh, like three days grace or oh, oh stained. Like, yeah, Aaron Lewis. <clears throat> Guys, I'm letting you know, you, you, you've seen all those bands live, I'm sure. Claudio has got it. They don't sound just like the album. Claudio sounds just like the album, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't stop. It's in your ear holes 24-7, and it won't stop until it fucking takes hold of you, guys. Over if you... my dead body. Unfortunately, they didn't play the gutter, which was very sad. What? That is very disappointing. It is very disappointing, but um, they did play their new song, Shoulders, which was amazing mm. live. So tight. I, you know, it's funny. Every time they 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 release an album and they have like one song that's really popular. It's just, it's the tightest song on the set and shoulders yeah. was, was, like I said, they're already tight, but that song like is so, so super tight. Cause I remember watching the gutter on the unheavenly sky tour. Um, and I was like, I was blown away by that song live. Um, but it was, it was amazing. Everything I could have asked for. Um, I got there, I was right in the front. Um, Screaming my heart out. It was fucking the best yeah. thing of all time. And then the next day I just chilled until I got on a fucking airplane and came to Massachusetts. And I fucking and I took spirit uh, again because that was what we booked. It was fine, but mm, it's impossible to sleep on those very tiny chairs. Very impossible. It's just yep. it's literally I was just like, I can't. I, and, and I was on a window seat, too, which you would think I could lean my head. It just didn't. My ass like started falling asleep no. every like uh, I want to say like. 12 minutes i was like okay well yeah can't go to bed nope so i pretty much just been up since yeah all day yesterday and today so i'm I'm pretty exhausted but i did get a chance to watch those fights while i was at the airport getting ready to go doing all that stuff and uh hey some some good stuff last night yeah uh yeah i, I mean hard to top last week's like fucking yeah. insane prelims of all time yeah. But as far as um, what we got, I thought it was it was really good. Why don't we get started with your prelim of the night? Uh, let's give it up for Mr. Pat Sabatini mm, yeah. and and Jamal Emmers. Here's why. They both went for the exact same thing a bunch of times, but Sabatini tore that up. That was 100 percent. A meniscus tear. They were bringing the leg splint and everything in. Like he, I, I thought it was his foot. No, he torqued this knee really bad, like real bad. I've never seen that before. I've never seen them bring out the splint, but he fucking yeah. pretty much just ripped his knee apart. He just reaped his knee. I have a feeling that this sequence is going to be taught in jujitsu classes. Like, Monday yeah, because, morning because they're yeah he'll hook uh, he'll hook on he'll hook and then the adjustment well, i guess both jamal was going for a toe hold um right. which is probably like to like the point of the broadcast like bisbee was saying like toe holds are more just like painful and so like it, it's not gonna do i mean it could do like if you look at the way he kind of torques the foot like it could have you know mm -hmm. the ankle could get involved but the the heel hook when you nestle it in the armpit and just wrench it's getting the knee it's getting the like it's getting everything 
And um, when you're when you're in that sort of 50-50 position, when you're in like a tie like that, and yeah. and one someone's going for a leg lock, the best defense is to also go for a leg lock on the other side. And usually someone lets go and it creates a scramble. This is why I'm saying it'll be a teaching moment. It's like, hey man, like if you don't like something's gonna happen, like someone's gotta give. Like I'm pretty sure Jamal didn't tap. I'm pretty sure it was a, a verbal tap of like pain. Like yeah. the, the rules state like ref can consider it you tapping if you scream out in pain like I, yeah. the, the the fact that his knee was like you know ah, the ref yeah. was like okay we're done here that's it yeah um, he yeah he was in pain for a long time and just uh man talk about cold-hearted sabatini just like looking at him like i mean obviously he you know he's, he's in the fight game but just like the cameraman like was on was on him for a little bit of time while he was just looking down at emerson and he was just like yeah well tap <laughs> Well, it actually, I was just saying, in my opinion, it actually looked like he was a little bit like uncomfortable. Like it, it reminded me of, I don't know if you remember this, when Aljamain Sterling got knocked out by Marlon Moraes, when he went in for mm. that takedown and Marlon hit him with the knee and he mm-hmm. was just like out cold for like five minutes. Marlon was like looking at him while he was doing the interview. And it was like, you could tell that's kind of the vibe I got from Pat Sabatini. No, I, I got, I got cold hearted, like TJ Dillashaw snake. <laughs> uh no but for i mean well he is but, from philly but i mean they the, the oh, whole philly. thing i mean i mean he brought in the like i said they brought in the leg the leg stint the whole thing they like yeah. something's really wrong I'm, I'm interested to see what the injury report says because that usually comes out what a couple of days after like it's not immediate because i remember i remember the i remember i think the the sean o'malley and uh what's his name fight Cheeto uh, when Sean O'Malley broke his leg or, or no no um oh, the other Chris guy, Moutinho like, yeah I remember whenever uh, everyone was like oh like you know good job Moutinho showing your chin showing your chin and then the medical report came out and like Sean had like broken his hand like ribs all this stuff like he was fucked up and like and uh, oh, wow. Chris was 100% fine and I think it came out on Tuesday and I remember I remember uh, everyone, not 100% fine yeah, and I, I, well, but I just mean like, uh, as bones. far as, yeah, but I just remember everyone just clowning on Sean being like, okay, yeah, sure, but you fucking like hurt yourself so bad in the yeah. process. Um, so I'm interested to see what, what tour I, I'm going to go ahead and say pretty good amount of meniscus, like pretty, yeah, pretty good amount of his knees. I'm just going to say that whole situation <clears throat> MCL, ACL, yeah. TCL, PCL, ZCL, it's gone. Yeah. He has yeah, got no more CLs. Yeah, it's done. Ugh, ugh, I'm sure it's ugh. it's pretty bad, but it was a good fight nonetheless. I like the scramble. Um, I just it, what an interesting, um, you know, like anybody, you know, anybody could have gotten the upper hand in the situation. You know what I mean? Like you said, it kind of something could have forced the scramble, anything like that. But it looked fifty-fifty, and then all of a sudden, you're just like, okay, then that's it. So that was a really cool. That's why it was my choice, just because of that beautiful, um, oh. that that the heel hook. It was yeah. great. It was, it was, it was awesome. And, and shout out to Pat Sabatini, my prelim pick. And uh, I'm going to sort of reference that fight a little bit as I want to talk about Alessio Dikirico versus Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I Okay. I was like, wait a minute. Did I see this? And I did. Yeah, but yeah you did. I was zooted <laughs> and I was crossfaded. So I was on the crossfade train headed to Zootsville um or on the midnight train going anywhere anyway uh one of those places but yes it was uh and then i looked at the time and now i remember it was that fast yeah it was the smell of wine and cheap perfume 
Yeah. It was a singer in a smoky room. Um, I wanted to talk about this fight because as you know, Leo, I've recently discovered that I am not one, not two, but a whole three percent Italian. Three percent Italian. Italian. So I was looking at all, all the all the roster. I was like, we've got a good amount of Italians fighting this evening. Even though he's from Argentina, there's a strong <clears throat> concentration of Italian uh, heritage in Argentina. So Guido Canetti, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm picking him based on the name. Not not so well for him. Uh, Pat Sabatini, I was like, it's got to be Italian. Oh, so, wow. I'm picking him. So I was already going to pick him as, as well, but I was just kind of looking at that going like, yeah, let's go. And and it came down to, to Alessio Di Chirico when I was making my picks um, versus Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Now, I'm a fan of Al-Hassan. He's had some amazing knockouts. And I wasn't sure if the power was going to translate from 170 to 185. So I was like, eh, I don't know. Plus, last time I doubted DeCurico, he knocked Joaquin Buckley dead. Like, killed him. And then said something really dumb. It was like, why we only interview the winners? Like, bro, you just killed a guy. They're not going to interview a dead guy. Like, what are you oh, doing? Oh, we're, we're going to talk about some stupid, stupid shit people said. Yeah, we're going to talk about some stupid shit people said. But I was just like, okay, I'm not gonna doubt this guy again. And then he fucking gets knocked out. Not like it's his fault or whatever, but like uh, Abdul Razak Al Hassan did his thing, and I was like, yeah, dude, that was amazing. So the fight itself was amazing, but I also wanted to tell that story about me being so dumb. Yeah, for the Italian part and of so it. So yeah. Italian. I mean, just what a like it. It looked like a. It looked like um, like a cartoon, like like a Free Willy, like. He was like, oh, like, actually, you know, what it reminded me of it reminded me of um, Justin Gaethje and Jez uh, Vick. Um, exact, exact same. Like it reminded me of the fall of Rome. Oh, nice. I like that. The it, You know, what it reminded me of it reminded me of the crumbling of the Byzantine Empire. That's yeah. what it reminded me of. <laughs> Didn't fucking Travis say that one of our. He did. was like this burger is crumbling like the, the Byzantine, Byzantine Empire. Empire. I was like, that's such a good reference. But that's really, really you said that. Um. <laughs> But yeah, that was it. Was great, short, sweet, good, good kick. I mean, good kick. It, it just everyone heard the noise. They saw yeah. the guy like oh, and then just <laughs> pretty much just get annihilated on TV. Yeah, I mean, um, for the 17 seconds that we got, we got an amazing 17 seconds. Yeah, I wish you would have got on the mic and being like 17 seconds. seconds. That's the biggest, the quickest paycheck he's, I ever made. He's doing okay, isn't he? In uh, in bare knuckle. Uh, uh, Charles Bennett. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that he's had his hand raised in several years. Hmm. Okay. Maybe well, I don't know. I mean, he definitely got his hand raised whenever he has sex with someone. I um, I told Rhino that I'm a big fan of of Charles Bennett. And he was like, look at his arrest record, homie. You will not be. And I was like, I'm going to remain blissfully unaware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, I mean, um, you know, we were, you and I being um, entertainers ourselves, we just, you know, a good, a good portion of UFC entertainer. He's, it's he's it's an very entertaining. entertaining. <laughs> when he hit that backflip, started jacking off with the trophy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then finished. That's goat shit. <laughs> yeah. My, mine finished and then fell asleep. Come on, man. With a smile on his face. You don't get any better than that. Uh, so, um, great that prelims. Said, Let's move on to the a main great, card. A great first fight. 
Oh yeah, dude. I want, I want to talk about this fight actually a lot. And I, and I told Leo, like, we're going to kind of breeze through this because we actually have a lot of questions and you know, it's pretty fucking late over here. So we're going to just go through as quickly as we can without uh, belittling anything that went on, but not belittling, but like minimizing. We're, yeah. We're definitely not minimizing this one. Cause oh, for sure. Because dude, Whew. I was doing my picks and I was like, it, it's a, it was a hard pick. Like I was like, probably someone whose last name ends in DOV probably going to get the job done. But Gerald Mearshart is one of those guys like you can never count him out. And like, I fucking love that guy. So I was like, okay, the fight starts and they're and Bruce Buffer's reading their names. I remembered that that Mahmoud Muradov is the fucking guy from Uzbekistan that uh, Floyd Mayweather signed to his team. And I was like, shit, dude, like, I don't know if you remember his fight with Trevor Smith. I think it was he hit him with this nasty three piece that just sent his mouthpiece flying. And, and, and oh, my God, it was it was terrifying to watch. I was like. Gerald Mearshart's gonna die. What a yeah! What a first round. He didn't die. Uh, he almost did. He got he pretty close. Pretty close in the first round. He uh, he was getting he fouled really his way into a finish, as as I said on the timeline. Yeah, but but um, uh, Muradov, I mean, just was piecing him up pretty nicely in the first round. Like there was a couple of wobbles from uh, Mearshart on the in the first round, and then uh, when we got to the second round, I was like, okay, like this feels like. You know, we might be getting a repeat of the first round and and, um, you know, Mershart has to get something and he did mm. and he fucking got something. He got his back, took his back and fucking got it and fucking and, choked him out, dude. And I that think, was nasty. Uh, who was the coach? Was it Mark Smith? Yeah. I mean, the ref, the ref. Yeah. Sorry, the ref. Yeah, it was Mark Smith because I remember uh, Chris Tonioni took two whole points <clears throat> away from Sam Alvey or from Wellington Tuman in the Sam Alvey fight. And then when it came down to like Gerald's fucking egregious fouls, I was like, Oh, Mark Smith ain't going to take points away. Like Mark Smith never takes points away. dude. Yeah. Uh, this one for me, um, uh, it was weird because it's, it looked like it sounded like uh, off camera. Uh, Muradov was like contesting that he tapped and like Mark Smith kept saying, no, no, you tapped. No, you tapped. Um, so yeah, dude, I I remember I remember him like protesting a little bit, but I but I also looked at the finish. He was searching for the hand, searching for the hand, then taps yeah, him, yeah. and I was like, okay, dude, you just tapped. Like, yeah, don't even. There is, yeah, it's not. We're not looking at a Robbie Lawler or no, um, a Steve A. Overeem oh, situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid, dude. Yeah. There's a fucking concentration of people on MMA Twitter who have made it their whole personality to say that that Steve A. Tapped, and I'm like, hey, that's great. Go and delete your account. Uh, but good job on Mershart. Nice guy. Looks. I can't wait for him to get in the top fifteen. Uh, it'll be exciting to see him get someone in the top fifteen. I'm sure we have questions about it. Um, but he he looked great. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry. It's not that he looked great. He happened to come out on top. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna so, say. But but that that's a classic Gerald Mershart fight. And you know he he Mersharted all over that octagon. So yeah, he fucking Mir- Yeah, he fucking did his. Big fat mirror shot all over everywhere. And then he fucking played careless whisper on his saxophone. Have you ever seen the video of him doing that? No. He I, gotta check I, I don't out. know if he used to be a music teacher or he was a music major. He played saxophone and he fucking like someone retweeted the video and I remember seeing it. He's like, That's it's not amazing. as good as like that that saxman guy, but he was like, like he's just fucking playing it. It's so awesome. Yeah, he's um like I said, we're gonna. We're going to see him with his big fat mirror shark back in oh, there. 
why hasn't everyone ever walked out to that song? I'm sure it has happened before, but like Careless Whisper? Yeah. yeah. I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty feeling. I'm still. I, I wish there was a way that we could still get in contact with Corey Sandhagen and be like, dude, if you don't walk out to fucking Mr. Sandman. That's why he lost. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't walk out to Mr. Sandman. Just like, a, like you could have done a slow haunting version of it and scared the shit out of bro, everyone. An acapella one. Like, bro, do you remember that play? I don't know if you ever saw this play. There was this play that I saw once as an Agatha Christie play called mm-hmm. Mousetrap. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, sometimes when you have a whodunit or something and they incorporate a nursery rhyme, it's creepy as shit. And yeah. like they did fucking three blind mice. And it was like three blind mice, three blind mice. See how they run like chilling. Why won't you fight that adult? <laughs> <laughs> three blind mice. I can't even do it. I, I get man. We're, we're I'm really bad at this. I'm so bad at like, I feel so bad because I just love laughing at things that make me laugh for weeks yeah. at a time. So oh, I just don't worry. It. There's a voice question asking me to do a Darren Till impersonation. Oh, perfect. Oh, I it's coming. Wait. I can't but, wait. But but we're but we're not impersonating Darren Till. We're impersonating the fucking guy from the Q and A. The Q and A that like just gets smaller and smaller the in my head. Fucking energy of that guy to like say it with a thick ass northern english accent dialect and then when mickey's like what the audacity to be like everyone else heard me (laughs) so stupid um all right let's let's move on to the next fight Uh, petrovsky versus michael gilmore and and this Um, is this is um this is a tough fight and you would know that if you watch this boring season but i didn't so i remembered the guy a little bit and then but but the fight was pretty good the fight was pretty good, and um, like I don't know, for the most part, Andre was just wrestle fucking him, and I was like, "Bro, this fight is like a contender series fight. If he doesn't get a finish, doesn't get a contract. Like they like to fill these cards with people from the season. They don't always sign them. They're not, like you're not in the yeah. UFC. They made that clear by making them wear the tough shorts and not UFC shorts." Like even Brandon Moreno, when he was on the Ultimate Fighter, he got signed before the season was over, and he debuted already in UFC yeah. shorts, like Reebok at the time. Right. Um. So like whatever, but we have a we have a question about these these guys in the forum. Um, All right. I don't know if you got uh, far enough to remember Michael Gilmore was a replacement. Yes. Yes. Uh, I saw yes. That. Someone got injured and he came in, and like Andres, the way he started the season, like people kind of thought he could be one like he was the first pick i think on team ortega like he was one of the guys that like okay looking to finish and like that recipe like played out exactly like a replacement versus a number one draft pick or whatever you know quote unquote like exactly what you think would happen from that happen oh yeah um, well and then kevin lee versus d-rod this is weird it's telling me that daniel rodriguez won i remember that kevin lee won do you do you remember that? Like, I like don't. Kevin Lee def- but, definitely won. But we are going to talk about we are going to talk about how uh, Daniel Rodriguez in the uh, in the pre-fight show, like no, the pre-fight oh. show, saying that uh, you know I'm uh, I'm five and one in the UFC. Although a lot of people, oh. including myself, believe that uh, you know I'm undefeated. And I literally was like, I texted you. I said, Yeah, but that's not how that works. You lost. You're five. Like, you're five he, and one. 
it's almost like someone told him that he should run with that gimmick because even in the post fight interview, he said it so nonchalant. He's like, "I'm on a seven fight win streak." <laughs> he like said it. So, I was like, "What, bro?" I just, I just remember being like, "Hey, man, that's that's not anything. That doesn't make any it's sense." Not- <laughs> I mean, I, I get it in your mind, but you're saying like, yeah, well, you know, I'm undefeated. I was like, mm, like, you're not. I got to be honest with you. I didn't even know that he had lost a fight in the UFC. I thought he was undefeated <laughs> in the UFC. <laughs> so when he's making a big deal of it, I was like, well, I'm five and one, but I should be undefeated. I was like, oh, you're really ruining this for yourself because I was sat here thinking like, so I don't even know which one was the was the contested one that people thought he won and he lost or, or he thought he won and he lost. Like, I have no fucking idea. Uh, yeah. So, but he definitely did lose this fight. (laughs) Yeah, he definitely lost this fight. Um, Now, I I do want to say this about the fight. When they were doing the stare downs, I expected, I remember thinking D Rod is a big ass welterweight. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, like he could maybe even fight at 185. Kevin Lee obviously has made lightweight and has been banging the drum on a 165 pound division. So I expected him to be the smaller guy by a lot, kind of. On the stare down, he honestly didn't look like that much smaller to me. And I was like, okay, like this is good. And obviously that was my bias kind of getting in the way. I had like half of fucking bandwagon D-Rod fans in my fucking mentions saying, uh, he is bigger. Ugh. Um, and then the fight starts, and I was like, okay, he's kind of a yeah, little he's, bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's bigger. He's bigger. And it was especially uh, evident in the wrestling exchanges when Kevin Lee kind of like couldn't get him down. I was no. like, fuck. But Kevin Lee. I mean, he didn't get finished. Like, I'm not yeah, listening to be true. like a Nate Diaz fan. Like, uh, oh, couldn't finish him. Like, you know, but no, but he I, he got rocked a couple times though. So. He got rocked, and I was worried. Like, someone some someone tweeted this. Like, does Kevin Lee have one of those like legendary chins that we don't talk about because he's been rocked a couple times, you know, notably so, but never finished by strikes, and then never like, you know, looked in a bad bad way. He gets rocked, mm-hmm. and then he recovers really quickly. Like he got he's that wrestling like just instinct. Yeah, I, awesome. I thought, I, like I said, I thought the fight was pretty, pretty good. But remember, I'm Zoot's crossfade, which leads into our next fights. Which, you know what? Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was watching it. Yeah, I was all right. It was fine. But, bro, what the Bantamweight? Uh, yeah, oh, the, <laughs> I thought that was a fucking awesome. It was like two no, tornadoes not... just going at it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, the Ricky, interview. the post fight interview was very strange and i think someone had told you that he's practically just um diego sanchez diego sanchez light like yeah in that same way and that was very... i wish i know who said that because i'm pretty sure i heard that i heard phil say that on the split decision podcast and i heard him say that someone else said it and i'm like now who the fuck originally said it <laughs> yeah but, it was um yeah he was absolutely nuts but saying some truth sort of right right no i, I totally mean, he was agree. like let's all love each other like yeah it was i don't all good po- good positive stuff it was just super nutso vibes it, yeah it, yeah exactly if he was like hey guys like let's love each other it's great but it was like let's love each other remember we're all connected anybody who wants my dick in their mouth tonight can you dig it can you smell what this dick is cooking? Yeah, babies. Basically. <laughs> oh, children, children. Yeah. Uh, then Serving up children. Then we go right into uh, Brian, Brian Bell, Bell versus Gilbert, Gilbert Urbina. 
the third arena brother. And guess what? Third time is a charm to lose. But hey, the the point of, the point of it is the story of the Urbina brothers is that clearly Gilbert is the superior one of them. Yeah, and clearly like, that. They, but they, but but he is the superior one. But he's the the superior uh, the superior only in the sense of like being the best of the losers. Well, yeah, but I mean, he this is a short notice call in a sense because he's uh, he, he, he. I'm just I'm struggling to like <laughs> be nice logic. about this, but he 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 did get a, a short notice call because the yeah no the guy that was originally supposed to be there he got injured. Um, yeah, I give my losers excuses all the time. I, I do. Um, yeah, it's what you yeah, do. I do. It's what MMA I, fans do. It's it's what we always do, and uh, you know, I can't wait to hear about both of these guys in three weeks because I'm definitely gonna remember them if they fight again. So let's move on. Um, yeah. Uh, so after that fight, uh, Brian Battle versus uh, Gilbert Arena. You know, that was Brian. the headliner, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, so I went to sleep because the card was over. And then yeah. I had this really, really weird dream that Edson Barbosa, for some reason, was fighting this kickboxer from Georgia, and he got TKO and looked silly in there. I was like, "What dream is this?" Good thing it wasn't reality, and I woke up like, wow. "Yeah, I'm very, yeah, I was very excited, super happy that, for the uh, Ultimate Fighter winners." Yeah, I was very, I was very happy watching it, just thinking like, "He's getting rocked," and I was like, "Okay, he got rocked," and I was like, "All right, he's back." Oh no, he got rocked again. <laughs> Okay, he got rocked again. I okay, know. he got rocked again. I was like, okay, that's too... Where, you know, Herzog was, you know... Wait, was it Herzog? Yeah, it was Herzog. Yeah, it was Herzog. Um, um, so, good on Giga. I just think the Giga kick, like you said, is just a liver kick. I agree Bro. with you on that. Yeah. We can't... It, so we tired can't, of hearing about that. We, we, yeah, we can't do striking. We can't do striking. Because if that were the case, then when um, fucking... Uh, then we should call the... Then we should call it the fucking... Uh, Blockowitz kick because when he fucking made that incredibly red mark on um uh, Ooh, on Reyes's Reyes, ribs, Ooh, yeah, man, that was. I, I've never seen that in my life. I've seen like red. I've never seen that. Yeah, it's the it blocker kick. Yeah, exactly. That's what I would have called that because Giga's just sounds loud. But but when I saw that, I was like, is he okay? Like it looked like it honestly looked like he kicked it and and he kicked it so hard that pus already formed under it. Like it didn't even have time to get infected. It just kicked and then like was pus like already immediately. And he was like, it's infected. It's I don't in- even know what you're saying. It's, in- it's infected. That's how Reyes sounds, right? No. I know, because he's from... Um, California. California. Oh, he's from uh, Victorville. That's right. Yeah, it's from Victorville. The best meme to come out of that fight is when he's in the not that fight, but the one with John Jones prior, when he when like half the world thought he beat him and the other half is biased. Um, just kidding. I actually scored it for Jones on the night. Um, but fucking, he he's in the press conference and he's like, to those two judges that said I lost. I just want to say, who are you? <laughs> or like, he said something the like, the judges of your fucking fight, what bro. Are, what are you? Or he's like, where are you? <laughs> like, he just like, What's happening to would, him? People would clip that, <laughs> that, that clip, that interview. <laughs> someone says something stupid. They would just be like, I just have one question. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, 
but overall, uh, congrats to 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 Giga for doing absolutely nothing, and 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 so sorry that Edson's Edson uh, slept on a banana peel. Yeah, um, yeah, let's be honest, he did. Yeah, a couple times. There was banana peels all over that <laughs> octagon, <laughs> yeah. and Giga was like super good at dodging him for some reason. Like, yeah, yeah. It was like it was like Mario Kart, and uh, he got he was throwing the banana peels, and Edson was like, "I keep going for the question mark, and someone else keeps getting it." Like. <laughs> It it's a very keeps, good that's a very good analogy uh, it's a very good analogy I, right <laughs> it was a it was an interesting card for me to watch i was i was watching the uh the fight all the way up until uh like takeoff i, I watched and like luckily you know i wish it was barboza that ended it but giga ended it mm. in the third round and like literally right as soon as we were like we're going like for no no taking oh, on off. the plane oh, oh yeah oh I was, I was like hiding it from them and they're like you need to turn your phone off i was like i'm just looking at my dick I'm looking at my dick. What do you want me to say? I'm looking at my dick. Let me say, ma'am, do you know what's happening right now? Edson Barboza is losing to a fucking scrub. Yeah, Edson Barboza keeps slipping on slipping banana, banana peels. peels. Ma'am, I can't turn this off. Like it has to be in airplane mode. Or what? Or what? Or what? Edson Barboza will lose. Yeah, right. Oh shit. Here. He, oh, he lost. I'll turn it off now. And I just turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Turn it off. Um, yeah, I think there's no better way to end this segment. So let's take a quick break and we will start the forum. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, the first uh, the forum starts now. The first question is from a longtime uh, listener of this podcast, and I will let him introduce himself. Hi, Drew. It's Harry Andrew. Um, one or two questions actually. First one: Who do you think becomes champion first, Kevin Lee? Seven point oh. Or Angela Hill. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry about that. Uh, second question is nothing to do with MMA, but have you seen the trailer for Dear Evan Hansen comes out in September? I am so excited for it. Cannot wait. Cheers, dude. All the best. Oh, and hi, Leo. <laughs> so as I'm playing this question, I'm like, mad about him throwing shade at two of my favorite fighters and then super british by the way to like roast me and they'd be like oh, sorry <laughs> and then he goes oh by the way jeremy hansen i i get excited to talk about that leo's like Mm-mm. oh oh no it's it has nothing to do with the fact that it's probably a great musical with well-written music oh okay whoever styled ben platt's Hair needs to get fucking fired. Yeah, it's yesterday. No, no, it's not pretty bad, Juice. It is bad. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care that Ben Platt is 31. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Don't you? I don't know because I know a lot of people are pissed about it. But the only reason why you can tell that he's 31 is because he looks 
he literally looks like someone. I'm. It's it's gonna sound racist, but he literally sounds like a. He looks like an old man named Herschel. <laughs> and it's harsh. It's Herschel. It's not Herschel. It's Herschel. I mean, we mean are like talking. Hiram? Yeah, like Chaim, Chaim, Herschel. Okay. This is he, bad. Dear, dear Evan Herschel is what that musical should be called because. Oh, man. Okay, look, I'm, I've, I haven't heard the music, but I know that a lot of people loved it. It was, it won Tony's, it won all that stuff. Ben, and Ben's like, it wouldn't be anywhere without me. Bro, I don't, I don't care. I don't give a, f- you look like Herschel. <laughs> you look like her. You look Mensch. Real Mensch. Okay. I think they did the hair to try and make him look younger. And I like, he had a good point. I think yeah, he said that they, someone told but me. But they aged him to 75 immediately. Who finished? Did the camera test and was like, yeah, that's 17. <laughs> well, you really hate his hair. Bro, he looks 75. We're going to call this episode Herschel. That's what we're going to call this episode because I don't care. It's bad. Everyone's like, oh, oh, Evan Hansen. I'm like, look, bro, look at his hair and just get knock yourself out just knock look at it everybody everybody who loves musicals go listen to the evan hansen soundtrack because ben platt was in the original yeah he's very good very good but then look at the movie and be like who's that 75 year old jewish man named herschel in these trailers what is happening? Okay. <laughs> I got and, super uh, excited to talk about how much I want to see it, and you're just shitting all over it, and I'm, I'm ready to cry. So, but you're going to go watch it either way, and you're going to laugh the entire time. Every single time, any single emotional thing, if Ben Platt can act through it, because at the end of the day, I think a lot of people love Ben Platt. I think he's a great person. I just, I'm sorry, but like, Herschel, I don't. So, uh, oh no! Uh, and Anyways, Harry, Ange- uh, Angela it's Hill. really good. Yeah, Angela, Angela Hill. Hill. Uh, yeah, I agree actually. Because Kevin Lee will only be champion if they open up a one sixty five pound weight class. <laughs> it's not his fault, you see. It's just he's at a disadvantage already. That's the problem. All right. All right. This fucking question, dude. I have to get ready. Hey, Juice and Lee. What's your big homie, Rhino, from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast? So next week, we've got UFC Vegas 36. And uh, three fighters that are going to be coming over from England on that card are Darren Till, Patty Pimblett, and Meatball Molly McCann. So, Juice, my question for you is this. What do you think that conversation is going to sound like on their way over from England to Vegas? If they're presumably they're all sitting together and they're having a conversation, you know, as we do on flights, trying to make the time go by. So, yeah, Juice, what would that conversation sound like between Darren Tell, Patty Pimblett, and Meatball Molly McCann? I'm just kind of curious to uh, hear your um, your version of what that conversation might sound like. So, thank you guys very much. I love the show. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Peace. I love that he said, as we do on flights. 
hey guys, if we're ever on a flight together, you don't know me. I will. We will talk before. We will talk after. During the flight, I do not. I'm not interested in talking. Dear Evan Hansen, time okay. <laughs> before the flight, fine. On the flight, dear Evan Hansen, Herschel, and then after the flight. On the outside, always looking in, will I ever be more than I've always been? Well, I'm tap, tap, tapping on the glass. This is me pretending Waving I have a cast on. A window. Me pretending <laughs> I have a cast on. All right, I just had to get that in there. Um, that fucking, dude, this is so hard. Oh, gonna, and gonna... uh, Rhino, also don't forget, Tom Tom Aspinall also happens to be from England. Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking at the car actually before we uh, we're going to play the questions, and I'm like, I think Tom Aspinall might also be from Liverpool. I mean, he's definitely from England as well, but I think he's yeah. also from Liverpool. Um, the fucking best name for uh, Tom Aspinall. Not the best name, but the best I've ever heard someone refer to him is on the fucking Scrap to podcast. I think it was Jeff. It might have been Tim, but it, they were talking about Tom Aspinall, and I couldn't remember his name. They were like, uh, that British bull. That's a hey man, the British Bulldog in uh in the WWF was yeah, a great was a great great, great her, huh, oh wait, no, that, that's Triple H. I can't remember I can't remember what British Bulldog's name was. Shit. No, someone's no one can. Ro- someone's gonna no, no, they can't. Someone's gonna roast. There's me. no way. Remember, remember Chael would be like, there's no way to look that up. <laughs> like about <laughs> facts that he couldn't remember. Well, there's no way anyone can tell, like, even if it was math. <laughs> um Hold on, I'm actually looking it up right now. I don't know why. Yeah, look it up while I try and get ready for this. uh, Yeah, do it. Do it of all of them. Well, I know what 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 line you're going to use for Patty. So, no, you don't, because I don't even Uh, know. So I, I know, I know. Now you just made me super self conscious because I don't. Well, I know what line you're going to use. What? You already texted to me the other day. What did I say? You did a voice. You did a voice of it. So to me. Was it yesterday? It was two days ago. It was two days ago. You said that, uh, that what if I just did that to Kate? Hold on. Now I got to go in our text. I got to find this out. We got to investigate, guys. Third time. Was that what I said? Third time's the charm? No, that was, that was way before that. Davy, Davy Boy Smith. All right. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to. It's too, it's too late. Um, All right. Let's do it. Here we go. Tearing your fucking arms on me, on my armrest. Well, you just got in the fucking UFC. I've been here for three years. You just got in here with your fucking Beatles haircut. Fuck off. Lads. This is Molly, by the way. <laughs> I can't do a good Molly McCann because I'm not a woman. Lads, stop fighting. Focus on your opponents. Molly's such an angel, by the way. Focus on your opponents. Don't be fighting each other. You got to be focused. Paddy, you're meant to fight a fucking Italian who's going to rip your fucking head off. And Darren, you're fighting Derek Brunson who's literally going to pound you into the mat. (laughs) Well, anyway, I'm just going to fucking wait till the fucking snack tray comes around. I'll fucking get all the peanuts and I'm shoving it down all your throat. Oh, man. That's Darren Till. Pretty good. Uh, that was like that was a good. Um, so hard to do a three-way conversation. Three-way, yeah, exactly. With like the the new the nuance for all of them. Right. You know what's wild, and I was like thinking about this because like when I had when I 
for some reason on the fourth episode of FWM, I fucking committed to like doing a Scouse uh, dialect for the whole that, show. Yeah. It was not that good, but I like I was super stressed out about it. And I was like, I was uh, I was watching like Patty and Darren interviews, and even though Patty is like, he started as a featherweight, now he's a lightweight. Darren started as a welterweight, now he's a middleweight. Mm. Patty's voice is deeper. He's like, I don't care, mate. I'll do me. Yeah. Off, and Darren's like. Ariel, do you fucking know with that wife? I mean, do you what? <laughs> the fact that he always says that an Ariel like lets him get away with it. I'm just like, wow. It's it's a lot. Ariel, you fuck your wife with that nose. <laughs> oh my god. Um, thank you, Rhino, for that question. Um, the next question. This is actually one you're really gonna love. Buenos dias, jabronis. It's Ben Kiley here from the Hindfight MMA podcast. I'm going to hit you with an explainer brag really quickly here. I had a really good interaction with my teenage idol, Matt Heafy, the lead singer and frontman guitarist of Trivium during the week. Uh, they were my first favorite band when I was like 14. They were like my everything. So I was just wondering if you've ever met a famous person and if you've ever had a really positive experience with them. I suppose being a journalist and all, I've, I've interviewed big names, big fighters, I've met celebrities at events, but it's it's very different when they're not obligated to talk to you, and I just had a really good experience. So uh, looking forward to hearing your answer. Okay, first off, hold on. Thank you, Ben. Uh, I hope you always do the Buenos Dias Jabronis because it's my favorite thing in the world. You, We do some things for just the video uh, <laughs> I was about to say the listeners, the viewers, the patrons, just for people that are viewing this podcast on video mm-hmm. that we don't need to explain. But I feel like this this needs a little bit of explanation because when I played that yeah. message, he said Trivium, you went thumbs up. Yeah. You were like, okay. And I was like, okay, he knows Trivium. I sure, certainly don't. I thought they were an Irish band. Maybe they are and you just happen to know them. They're not. They're not. Okay. And then when he said uh have you ever had an inter- interaction with a famous person you made this face like you were like and i i don't know if you're like because you know what i'm going to say and you don't want me to say it i know yours about i know what yours is what is it i know what you i know who your positive interaction was with i know exactly who it is oh who is it justin long and alice and jenny more so have, and jenny i yeah, wanted but, but most, i wanted to tell the whole thing yeah yeah exactly gonna tell the yeah. whole thing yeah people that have listened to every episode of my show have definitely heard this story at least twice mine <laughs> yeah. tell it again because we got Is plenty it, of new listeners bro yeah mine um mine you know obviously uh meeting i'm sure meeting matt heafy was probably the fucking coolest thing ever because when I, the first time i met claudio it wasn't a part of like a meet and greet or anything like that i was at the 2007 warp tour and i happened to be sitting where the buses were and like he was sitting on his trailer and I like walked back there and said, what's up? And I was freaking out because it was the first time I met him. And, uh, and that was 17. Yeah. And that was a pretty positive experience. I mean, nice. it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, he wasn't like, we didn't talk for a long time. I'm not delusional. Like um, a lot of yeah, people can yeah. be, um, some people get really delusional about that stuff. And I, oh, after speaking of which I have a story, but go ahead. After, uh, yeah, after that, you know, I, I done a couple of meet and greets and stuff like that. And I was like, it's just not worth it. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense like it's kind of cool but it's not uh, a great experience but mine is actually juice knows the story uh with a uh sketch comedy writer and uh sketch comedy performer uh sean conroy yes. uh 
if you guys don't know, he actually wrote for uh, Key and Peel. He wrote. Um, Look him I up on IMDb. Like, yeah, he tons. You of stuff. haven't seen him, but you've seen his stuff. Like, he's yeah, a hundred percent. He's, a great, he's a great writer. He's an amazing writer. And well, we know uh, him as an improv performer. Like, he's funny as fuck. He's really funny. And uh, my uh, my ex and I went to go uh, look for a couch, and we found one, and it was right up the street from us. And we were like nervous because uh, we were like, it was on Craigslist, and we we're like. I don't know what the hell's going on. Like this guy's acting a little strange, right? He's not giving any information, blah, blah. Anyway. So we pull up, it's like literally just a block away from us. Um, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Okay. So I get out of the car. It's me and her. We're looking. Wait, it's and... a block away where you drove. Yeah. Because it's a couch. Oh, that's where you have to it. pick it up. Yeah. I was yeah. like, <laughs> wait a minute. Um, and, uh, and we're, I, we're sitting at the bottom of the stairs and he comes out of the um, apartment complex and I literally, I literally looked at him and I scared him because I was like, oh my God. And then he was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like you're, you're Sean Conroy. And he was like, oh, oh, hey. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I go to UCB all the time. Like, you know, and I was geeking out. We went into his house. Uh, he was going to charge us $150 for the couch. He said, you know what, man, just take it. Hey, we fucking took that couch. And now we had, Sean, we call it our Sean uh, Couchroy. For yeah. the longest time, but that was like such. Did a I great come up with that? Because I feel like that's something corny that I Prob would say. I probably, tell. yeah. Okay. But I just remember thinking like that was such a good interaction, like wholesome. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. It, it, he was dude. just like he was just like floored that I had gone and recognized him. It was like a big fan. You know what I mean? I was like, you're you're one of the funniest people, um, you know, alive. And he was just like, you know, come down and 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 uh, and take a writing class. And then I never did. And uh, until later, well, you, and then you did a little, much, much later, much, I, much but, later. Yeah. But at the time, it was all these. Gr I mean, it used to be at that time. Yeah, if, if any one of us would have gone, we probably would have been all of us would have been in writers rooms already. Right. You're fucking true about that, dude. I'm so glad that you told that story because I had forgotten about it. And I remember that we met, we also met him at my 21st birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I've talked. I don't know if I specifically mentioned that part because i feel like i just mentioned the part but i've told the oh, 21st yeah. birthday story in the podcast a bunch of times but yeah. like at our last stop at this bar in hollywood called dylan's which is now gone uh i was super fucking drunk and we saw him and i was like oh my god john conroy like we fucking love you we call you the king of callback and he was mm -hmm. like and then he called him so he was like, what did you say captain callback and i was like well, that's better than what i said yeah um, <clears throat> he's fucking awesome my best um celebrity interaction was outside of a ucb um i was we we're queuing up it was like dude it was like the best fucking night it was so like there was a bunch of like it, it's such an la story right like people that uh, like want a story from la that are like you know like your friends back home or whatever they're like oh what's la like like usually like well it's not like what you think but that night was like what people think like we were waiting for this show I'm pretty sure it was called the all Jew review. It was like, it was these two um, girls that were like probably late twenties, early thirties that would play like middle-aged Jewish women. They would like dress up and like play middle-aged Jewish women and they would interview celebrities. They interviewed John. No, John Hamm was another night. I think they interviewed oh. Ed Helms and Mindy Kaling. Cause I remember we went, cause our, our buddy Tom, brought his script from the office um, and uh, got them to sign it, which was fucking cool that they did. I didn't watch the show. Still haven't. It's not that good. 
Um, so I was like, you had go have that interaction. That's from not, not for me before the show where we're first in line. Cause we were so excited and like, it's a free show. So you have to line up so that you get time. We're first in line. People that come second in line, it's fucking Allison Jenny. And I told this story to, to our, our boy T cross. Um, and it's funny, like he watches like a fair amount of like movies and television and stuff like that. And he was like, I don't know who that is. I was like, come on, bro. You she's been in a ton of things. And I looked at on her IMDb, like she's literally like 130 acting credits. I was like, you've seen something that she's been in. I was like American beauty, uh, West wing, fucking hairspray for Christ's sakes. The, a movie from two, oh, a year ago with Hugh Jackman, bad education. He was like, nope, 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 nope. And then I was like, come on. And then he, he scrolled through the whole IMDb. He's like, haven't seen anything. I was like, oh, come on, dude. Like you have to. Allison Jenny is fucking amazing. Yeah. I, ta- I, I, I had just seen her in um, nine to five that ended up getting transferred to Broadway, but they, they premiered in LA first. I knew that she'd rather be recognized for like a play than a movie. Probably. I mean, not, not new, but I was like, at least we have that. And I was like, I just saw you in nine to five and you were absolutely fantastic. And she was like, Oh, thank you. And she was like, so happy to be having this interaction about something like not really to like Hollywood or, you know, and like she, you tell she really loved that project. And she's like, we're, we're getting transferred to Broadway. <laughs> like the way she said it was so, so corny, dude. Uh, like not like in a, like she was putting it on, like she knew what she was mm-hmm. doing. Um, we, we sat there and talked for like five minutes and then like everyone else was so nervous. Tom was there and Tom was like, Oh my God, like freaking out. Like he was like, you're so amazing in American beauty. Like they all kind of opened up when I broke the ice. And then I was like, we're friends now. Like we're friends. I can add, like, I was like, I tapped her on the shoulder and I literally, I remember saying, I've never been this fucking bold in my entire life. I was like, Allison, darling. I literally said to Allison, darling. I said, Allison, darling. Would you consider it tacky if I asked for a picture with you? She said, no, I consider it ballsy and I'm proud of you. I was like, oh my God, she thinks I'm ballsy and she's proud of me. Like, what is my life? And then after the show, and so that was amazing. Like Allison Jenny's literally one of my favorite actresses. I love her. After the show, I, uh, and it's funny that Ben Kylie asked this question because one of his first voice questions that he asked was about his comedic idol Conan. What's ours? I said, Justin Long, Justin Long is fucking there. I was like, Oh my God, I fucking love Justin Long. And he was talking to Romani Malco and I had seen Romani like was talking to, um, uh, Romani Malco. If those of you who don't know, he was a black guy and four year old virgin. Um, you know who Romani Malco is like very he was also guy, in yeah. baby mama, the doorman. He's very fucking funny. Um, <clears throat> I had seen uh, Romani talking to some of Allison Jenny's friends. So I was like, okay, like he's, they're, they're cool. Right. Like whatever. And I, they were in a conversation. I was like, I can't fucking pass this up. I was just like, sorry, I hate to be this guy, but I, I just, I love you so much. And then uh, Justin Long, like pretended to make out with me. And he was like, oh, I thought you said you love it. And I was like, oh, did we just, anyway, uh, best, best night of my life. As far as like celebrity interaction, like best 100%. time being a, a fan of things, I guess you could say. Yeah, good, good, good times all around. So glad you told the Sean Couchard story, dude. Yeah, got a free couch out of it. Free couch, better than my story. Like you, like chat and chilled for him. It, it's just very, like I said, very random and very, very LA. Very, yeah, very random and very LA, exactly. And the fact that it's a block away and you drove, also very LA. There's a moment in that um, Steve Martin movie, L.A. Story or whatever, or L.A. I Hate You or something like that. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Anyway, 
Yes. Thank you for the question, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Hey, Julio, baby. It's your boy, MMA Catfish. Hey, watching us fights last night. That tough fight between uh, Petrosky and Gilmore. I just got to say, those are two good-looking dudes. Would you let them peg you? Because I would let them peg me. I'm out. FMP. Uh, Petrosky, yes. Gilmore, no. Uh, same, actually, by the way. Um, <laughs> I was thinking I was when I was watching it, like everyone was on the timeline talking about these these dudes in that regard. And I was like, to be honest with you, they look like like B-level porn stars. Good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> B, B, B-level peg stars. Yeah. It's in the eyes. Yeah. It's it in is. the eyes. Yep. 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 Just not Gilmore. I don't know why. Too white for B. Same. <laughs> I was going to say something really stupid. Um, yeah, thank you for that uh, that question, Seth. I was really just listening to his podcast before we uh, recorded. I was out getting dinner and I um, I put it on the the fuck you Friday. What he was going off on people about climate change. Love to see it. All right, we did get a last minute submission through the Anchor app, and it's okay. from our boy Ty Fly Guy. It. I have not had a chance to listen to it, but by the title, I know it's going to be a good question. It says, Carla got fucked over. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ty from the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. I am livid that Zhang Wei Li gets an automatic rematch despite being knocked out 60 seconds into the very first fight with Rose Namajunas. Carla definitely deserved that um, title shot. But Uncle Dana gets his way, like always. Um, So with that being said, would you guys rather have Carla Sparza wait and fight the winner of Rose versus Zhang Tu? Or do you give her another fight? And if you do give her another fight, who would you recommend she fights? Love the show. Peace. Uh, when was the last time Carla fought? Uh, it wasn't that long ago, honestly. It was yeah. like a, a month or two ago. Uh, wait. Here's why. Here's why wait. Uh, because if she loses the next fight that she was, that, that title shots. Yeah. It gets no, too you're muddy. absolutely right. It just gets too much. Um, if you know, you want to win her next fight, you know what I mean? Like if you want to win her next fight and that happened, then fucking everyone's gonna be like Carla who? So wait, yeah, just wait. Like, I agree. And I was thinking about this last night, how they did it so dirty because we already heard the rumors that they were announcing and everyone was like, no, 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 you have to give it to Carla. Like, come on. And they did something that I learned um, recently called the empathy sandwich. Like if you heard a a compliment sandwich, like where you have to deliver some bad news or like tell someone something negative and you're like, okay, good thing, the bad news, and then end with a good thing. Yeah. They fucking did that to the to us on the broadcast by announcing that fight amongst the whole card. They were like, oh, look, you get this fight. There's this uh Rose versus Whaley too. And then other more fights. Like, oh my God. Like, I mean, 
But let's be honest, though, that card's fucking stacked up. <laughs> fucking dude, uh, Casey Lydon with MMA Fighting, who's married to Esther Lin, the greatest photographer of all time. In MMA, anyway. <laughs> he's He makes me laugh so hard. He posted a picture. He was like, let's call UFC 266 what it is. And it was a picture of a stack of pancakes, like stacked. I mean, and I was like, yeah. That card is absolutely pancakes, bro. Yeah, it really is. But, but yeah, it, it's it's fucking, fucking stacked. So I mean, <clears throat> yeah, Carla, just wait, because because like I said, if she loses her next fight, then you're, you're she's out. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I was thinking about like what happens when people wait, but I just realized the the fight is literally like a month away. So just wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just wait. And, and honestly, like the only fight that I would have her uh, f- fight. Uh, if she did that, would be a, a rematch with Joanna, and yeah. even that, like, that's a risky ass fight. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, to your point. So, um, definitely wait. But, but that's a good question, Ty. And go check out his podcast, The Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles, which a throat cuddle is a rear naked choke. Apparently, that's uh, what Jillian Robertson said one time. So, the rear naked choke is like I'm cuddling their throat, and I was like, so weird, dude. <laughs> the weirdest the weirdest um i just realized Mm -hmm. um that i like to i was like we have a lot of questions and i was like let's knock them out um i like to now that we've been doing the the patreon questions i like to do those first get them a little more premier access so before i read any more i'm gonna get that out of the way because our our homie callum uh not just our homie but our patron our patron callum sent in a um sent in a question to to the forum on patreon uh, on Patreon, and this is what he said, and I'm I'm gonna try and read this. I said I'm gonna be like impassioned when I read the Patreon questions, and I meant it. I meant it. He says I'm not confident I'll word this correctly, but I'm wondering what your opinion on fan entitlement is. For example, when fans seem to shun new fans of fighters for not liking a fighter until they started winning belts, or when people say things like. I'm seeing a lot of people pick X fighter now. Where were you all before X fighters last fight? Um, yeah, calm down. Like everybody, <laughs> everybody just calm, calm down about, about negativity, negativity towards new fighters, old fighters, all that stuff. Unless it's hurting you in any way, shape or form, you enjoy the fighter, enjoy him. I mean, Tony Ferguson is probably the biggest one um, of examples of people like, you guys all fucking rode Tony's dick and now he's in the fucking mud. You can't even fucking support him because he's crazy. And it's like, well, no, no I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> no, uh, uh, but I mean, Tony's a really good example of that. Tony's like the best example of that. Um Because of that, like, he, he, I mean, that's a skid skid. That's the skiddiest skid I've ever seen in my entire life. He might as well. He must. He, yeah. He might as well be the biggest yeah. piece of shit of all time. But uh, biggest piece of skit of all time. Yeah. Um. So that's like, and and like the negativity of like people being like, yeah, like where were you whenever he was fighting when um you know he he only wore affliction and like where <laughs> where yeah where were you that you know I, I don't know it's just like just stop with the negativity of everyone else. Yeah. Like, don't, there, you don't have any entitlement towards anything. Like, you know what? Just stream. Just stream everything and just be quiet like we all do. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Like when he, he DM me, he was like, I, I want, I have a question for the forum if it's all open, but I want to make sure like you understand it before I sent it. Like, what, what are your thoughts on this? And I was like, yeah, dude, I, th- I think I understand exactly what you're saying. Like, because here's the thing. 
I think as MMA fans, and like Fernanda's been talking about this a lot in her podcast recently, and like I, I think we talked about it, but maybe I, I get confused a lot for some reason between my episode and Zane, the what the guy before me. Mm-hmm. Like just because they're both so recent, I'm like, I can't remember if we said this or if they said this. The friggin' fan base of MMA is like so protective of uh of this, but like we don't want people to come in and ruin it. We don't want you know, to get too much exposure because then it'll be like overrun with casuals or whatever. Like, I got to be honest. When I first started watching, I was like, where has this been all my life? And like, I just consumed everything for like the better part of a year. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. And then I kind of got that way a little bit. I got a little toxic because I would try to explain to our friends and they would like shit all over it or they would like get confused. And like, and, and you try to explain just like, it, it ruins it if you have to explain it and you just kind of like yeah. whatever and so like i got to that point where i'm like no and so there is sort of that mentality but once you grow once you get away from that it's so much better because like then you realize like it's just the more the better like if, if you're really a fan of a certain fighter like to this point about like you know fan entitlement of like you know where were you or when or whatever like the more fans for them the better like it's one thing to identify like bandwagon fans and fair weather fans. And that's fine. Like, you know, I, I made this point last night and I don't know if this is directed at me. I, I don't think so, but I made a point about bandwagon fans with regards to the like Kevin Lee. Like I had a feeling Kevin Lee was going to lose. I'm going to be honest. Like I was pretty sure. And I was like, Hey, all you D-Rod fans that just found out about him a few months ago or a year or two ago, wherever you go, you see, I have been a Kevin Lee fan since probably 2015 yeah i will be a kevin lee fan after this fight regardless of the result can you say that about your guy no like there's a lot of people that really love d-rod and like he's no and i love really D-Rod. exciting yeah me too he's really exciting he's a really talented fighter um like i was listening to Ryan, rhino's podcast and he was like um saying how like he has like really unique angles and i was like yeah there was a, it was a really good breakdown. I was like, yeah, 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 that's actually really true. He's really fucking good. There are some fans who, if he had lost, they're like, oh, you lost to Kevin Lee, bro? Who yeah, are you, bro? Yeah. And yeah. like, I don't think anyone like that listens to this podcast. Like, who knows? Like, I'm not throwing shade at anyone that's listening necessarily, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. like, yeah, to his point, like, I don't like it. I mean, like I said, I will admit to having been like that in the past where I've like, you know, you only like this now, but like, don't be like that. Don't, don't be yeah. like old me, be like new me because yeah, it's like you said, like even with like someone like Jorge Masvidal, I literally became a fan of him. As soon as I, I saw him being interviewed on Ariel Hawani, uh, it was, I think before the cowboy fight, it was pretty well before the cow- cowboy fight. Actually. Like, I can't remember. He might've even still been fighting at one fifty five. Like he had long hair, like, which now we know Jorge was having long hair, but when he, First went up to Walter White, he had short hair. And mm-hmm. that's when he when he knocked out Cowboy, he had uh, short hair. I became a fan of him like instantly. He's just he was so like engaging. And then like you see him fighting, he's a fucking beast. I watched this Robin Black breakdown on him back when Robin Black 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 used to do like legit breakdowns and not like one minute of a viral video. Um, it was like Jorge the River Masvidal. Boom, boom, boom. Like I was like, oh my God, this guy's fucking really good. And I became such a fan of him when he blew up and got the like the Ben Askren knockout the three piece in the soda I was just happy for him I was just happy that he was getting all these other fans mm-hmm. and now 
I think he's a fucking cornball and he's got some really fucking problematic views and I want to see yeah. him lose all the time. But like go back to like two years ago or whatever, like when he was Good getting guy. all his success, I was just so happy for him and so happy for getting the new fans. Like, who cares? Like, get more fans. Like, that's fine. That's good, dude. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Q and on or we die, right? Yeah. Q and on or Q and not to be. That's yeah, the question. Exactly. Thank you for the I question, Callan. Yeah. Thank you so much for that question, Callan. Everyone go give Callan a follow. Um, he's uh, an amazing guy. <sighs> Trying to figure out where we go from here. Um, that was a that was a really important question, actually. I feel like because let's see, according to your list, we have we have two more voicemails from. Oh yeah, you brought more patrons. We have the fucking yes from two patrons this podcast. Yes, um, so we got to open up the FSP hotline. Oof. All right, this first one is from the Filthy Casual. Let's hear it. What's up, Vince? It's the fucking Filthy Casual again. So the PFL always bragging about their fancy, fancy smart cage, but I've honestly always been a little underwhelmed by it. So I wanted to ask you guys, if you could invent your own smart cage, what kind of fancy trackers, cameras, and other gizmos would you want to stick in that before you the UFC can't wait to hear what you dream up love the show love you both hope you have a great week this is such a great question it's a great question and i'm going to answer in in a very serious way but the first part about technology is whenever uh, justine kiss steps in the cage just making sure she doesn't have any shit in her body Hey. Like as soon as she steps in, the guys are like, Justin Kish ate a burrito two hours ago. Be warned. <laughs> they wave it off immediately. They just wave it off. The, What's going on? We haven't even fought. You're about to shit. I mean, look at We know what's about stats. to happen. Smart cage, you idiot. Science. And, then, and then she just looks at the camera. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. That's me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, smart cage uh, again. You got me again, smart cage. Foiled by the smart cage. Yeah. So uh, um, that would be my technology. Uh, and uh, oh, and also, um, uh, if they could, if they could have told us the stats of uh, Brian Ortega's brother's cup before uh, he came yeah, out and walked out, and everyone was like. Oh my god! Exactly how how filled out it was. Like yeah, because let's there be, any yeah. dead space? Yeah, because let's like, be honest. Was it, just it, was, cup? it literally looked like a fucking head. It looked like he had a head. Like a, another person in, in his there. another person's head in his crotch, and I was like, "Is that a person?" It's not he had big cup energy. Yeah, exactly. Um, just go on with yours. Because I'm well, just going to make a mockery of it. But. I just wanted to quickly shout out Philly Casual just for being fucking awesome. And like this yes. past week, she did a thread of. Thank you um, for those. Of, yeah. Video responses of like what her thoughts are on someone's page. Like everyone that contributed to the forum last week. It was so fucking wholesome. And it made me be like, dude, we have the best listeners. Like d- don't come out with any, any, any of the, I'm not entertaining anything else. Like I love all these other podcasts in our community and like, there are some of my favorite shows too. Like there's sometimes I listen, I'm like, damn, this, this show is better than our show. 
But bro, mm-hmm. the listeners, the community, we, bar none. Like there's no nothing that could even touch it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's because uh, I-, I think that has a lot to do with you and your generosity. I think that you've really, um, you know, pioneered. Cry, don't say that. I don't mean to, uh, but I really think you've pioneered this, the the reciprocation of kindness and like put yeah. your money and put your money where your mouth is. Because you know what I mean? Like you, you're constantly always telling people like, you know, yeah, listen to them, listen to this. Yeah, it's true. Always do that because it's important. Um, and I really think that you, I, I just add the, the i just bring the other humor aspect of it the out of you and me together and that's yeah. what i bring to this and you get um, really fired up about international fight week they love exactly that. Uh, yeah because it's definitely international, international fight, fight day and like everything and they keep saying it and they I keep did, i didn't mean to it. wind you up I didn't and they mean to wind i know up, but they keep saying it and i and it keeps reminding me that it's a day and I, and on the day I'm gonna tag Dana uh-huh. White, and I'm gonna say, "You mean interfi- international fight day, day, right? Right? Like, are you trying to say that because Volkanovski uh, is from Australia and uh, Brian Ortega is from America, that like there's some sort of like day night like weird thing? Because if you are, still not a week. That would be a two day event. You know how long a week is, Dana White? That was a stretch, by the way. <laughs> hey well hey oh 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 that's a stretch but calling a day a week isn't uh (laughs) let me let me ask let me ask you guys is calling a day a week a stretch well let me repeat that one more time is calling one singular day a full week, a stretch. And the answer is fucking yes. Ryan, dude. International fight day. Just call it that. Anyways. Uh, Anyways. We're a great podcast. She's so right about PFL being underwhelming, dude. Yeah, because the, the audacity of that pacing, dude. I watched again the other night and I was like, mm, it's not for me. I, I will uh, I, I will say that the the I, I I do like the ref glasses. I think that that's cool. Other than that, cam. yeah, the ref cam, other than other than that, it's the, hit or miss though. And this yeah. is what I want to say to like I've been calling for like Pride used to have a ref cam, and like I've seen some clips of it and I'm being like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Refs have to like <clears throat> position their head a certain way to see things sometimes where it's not the best angle and it can be really jarring like uh not this past week but the week before when rory fought ray ray cooper the third that card i I don't remember which fight but one of the fight they they cut to the riff cam it was keith peterson and i think they like putting on a keith peterson because he has the best angle being like kind of like lower to the ground um because short king but um he they, they cut to the thing it was like they were in a clinch up against the cage and i was like i don't like this Please don't ever do that to, to us again. It, it was so jarring. I feel like if they're on the feet, like in a striking exchange, like that's the time that I should cut for. Like that would yeah, be a really yeah. good angle. When the when the ref cam is like straight up and down. Yeah. But I was I was also gonna say um, last night or not last night. It was Friday night. Was PFL? Uh, whenever, yeah. whenever it was this week. Um, I watched the English broadcast because I watched live. But for some reason, my my ESPN app. Um, I wasn't getting the um, 
I wasn't getting the English broadcast replay. So I watched mm-hmm. it in Spanish last week. Way better in Spanish. I just have to say right. way better. Left a lot to be desired because like they would they would play the video of like what we're seeing on the screen was Sean O'Connell, Randy Couture, and Kenny Florian like mm-hmm. shooting the shit, doing their like pre you know, pre-fight recap of like da-da-da-da. But the audio was the the two and like they have a three-man booth for the English broadcaster, but like only a two-man booth for the Spanish broadcaster. I'm like, well, I mean, I don't need three guys, but like, why show me this whole thing if you're not gonna have? I, I don't know. They yeah. should they should have had a camera on them or whatever because literally, like, they're just doing like a voiceover of it and doing their own thing. And I'm like, okay. And then I don't know how that. I've never watched the UFC in Spanish. Um, well, I mean, I think I did once, but I, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I don't know what the situation is for the post-fight interviews, but for PFL they literally like one of the, one of the guys, like the play-by-play guy or whatever was assigned to um, what's it called? Translate the uh, interviewer, Sean Sean Mm -hmm. O'Connell in this case. And then the other guy was doing the fighter. So they would have to on the fly translate over the broadcast. And I was like, this is fucking weird. And you could hear both. So like, if you're, it's harder if you're like not completely fluent in both languages, like myself, I was just like hearing the English and then hearing the Spanish on top of each other. And I was like, what is going on? What are they saying? Mm-hmm. It was weird. But a lot of those are really long winded answer to all of this to say whenever they would mention the smart cage, smart cage in Spanish, way better than English. It was like, hola, inteligente. I was like, yes, dude. I love it. Yeah. I love, I love that. That's where that story went of pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hola, inteligente. Um, but as far as my, uh, my smart cage, I would measure obviously their dick size. Um, that's important. super important to me, important. and um, that definitely important. would be able to tell like who's winning. Um, yeah, just the tip. Yeah, just a, just the tip. Um, but I would also like to know like whether or not anyone like farted. Ooh, I like that too. Because I feel like that too could like you know like you're you're fighting, let one rip. It like propels you. Yeah, I love it. I love that. I I literally I had a friend in high school who was um I did track and field and he had a race come up. He was like, God, I hope I fart in the race. I was like, What? He's like, Yeah, when you fart, you go faster. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Is it because it like propels you? He's like, No, no, no. It's like you're trying to get away from your own stink. And I was oh, like, okay. I guess. And yeah, like also well, like I feel like you're lighter, like you just let out yeah. some. Yeah, but you're also in high school, so don't take <laughs> exactly, exactly. But at the time, of course, like I just accepted as gospel. I was like, this is what a pro athlete is like. I gotta shit myself whenever I run. <laughs> yeah, um, but here we are. But here we are. Um, no, I would also like to know. I would like the smart cage to calculate fouls even the ones that are not Ooh, fucking caught by the ref I like, like oh that like was that an ipoke or was it not like uh like if a fighter's like oh oh and the ref goes hold on time and calls it at a foul i want the smart case to be like actually he's full of shit or yeah. if the ref misses it and the fighter doesn't like play it up i'm like oh uh, hey there's a there was a foul there i want yep. the smart cage to to calculate I like that. that i like that choice i like that answer yeah that's kind of that's kind of that i mean the other stuff of like velocity of the punches and other stuff like this pretty cool but like doesn't necessarily tell you the full story yeah i'd also like 
if you're going to have this technology, if you're going to have this market, if you're going to be able to calculate significant strikes, if you're going to have CompuBox, if you're going to have all this stuff, let the judges have it or else buy. Yeah, totally. Like agree. why have it? Yeah. But great question. Filthy. I just love, just love calling her filthy. Like, thanks. Filthy. She's great. All right. Here is a question from our boy, Phil, the anime dude. Which is what the anime dude. I love it. Usually says. Actually, this week it says this is filthy MMA dude because it's like filthy, and it's happened a few times. Here we go. Hey, Juice and Leo. This is filthy MMA dude from the Split Decision Podcast. I've got a two-part question for you today. So uh, this past weekend we saw Giga Chikadze get a very big victory over Edson Barboza. I was personally very surprised. I picked Barboza. I admit it. Yeah, uh, he really impressed me. And my question to you guys is this: What is his ceiling uh, at featherweight? Giga, Giga's ceiling. How far can he go? Can he become champ? Can he get to a title fight? What's what's his ceiling? Uh, second part of the question is: If you two were on the Teletubbies, which two Teletubbies would you would you each be, um, and why? Thank you so much. Love the show, guys. Take care. Uh, okay. Great question. Thank you, Phil. Go check out his uh, podcast, The Split Decision, that he does with the Fight Geek. Um, Fight Geek doesn't ever listen to this show, but that's fine. Just kidding. I say that every once in a while because usually if I say that, he'll tweet at me like, hey, man, I do listen. The only way I know people are listening is if they tweet at me, so I just got to motivate it some way. Hey, uh, listen, Giga Chikadze has been protective. Up to this point, I mean – it's easy for me to say that in hindsight of, of like, you know, being a salty Barboza fan and, and, you know, not wanting to give him credit, but like, and like, obviously he just dismantled one of the best strikers in the UFC. But to this point, he's only been calling out strikers Mm -hmm. and this is mixed martial arts. And the reason I don't think he'll be champion is not because I'm underrating his skills as a striker. I'm underrating his skills as a, grappler basically or of a complete mixed martial arts right because he has not been tested in the wrestling department in my opinion i mean he's maybe people have shot at him before but i don't you know not legit wrestlers um featherweight division historically has been pretty rich with with wrestlers volkanovsky right now Hmm. he's not a wrestler by trade but he's got really good takedowns from his you know rugby career and he uses them um Right now, you you cannot tell me that Giga Chikadze could be no. Alexander Volkanovsky. No. Any any dick riding new fans that this gentleman may have, if you try and at me with saying that Giga would be Alexander Volkanovsky, I will find you, and I will make you pay for that those words. There's no way. Even I, I'm struggling to give him Ortega because like Giga could beat up Brian Ortega on the feet, like mm-hmm. hands down. Even this new one we saw against Screen Zombie, like Giga would have his way with him on the feet but if they get in a tie-up and ortega can can lock in a flying triangle giga's fucking done that's it yeah so yeah and as far as like when he called out max holloway before i was like max holloway was gonna fucking embarrass his kid um now i kind of want to see that fight just because he'd be barboza so he's going to be in a ranking where it might kind of make sense i will mm-hmm. also wouldn't mind the dan Ige fight dan Ige is going to pressure him and he's going to take him down that's yeah. going to be a fucking, I don't know. Yeah, he needs to be me, tested. 
I, yeah. I don't know if I can my, my answer right now is that he will not be champion. He will continue to be like a perennial contender, probably mm-hmm. um, at least for, for, for the next year or so. But until he passes a test of a wrestler, I'm not ready to say he's going to be champion. Yeah. My answer is uh, Dipsy and Poe because look at their heads. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for asking the question. And we're going to move on to the next question. By the way, I agree about Dipsy and Poe. Yeah. Well, just look at their heads, everyone. Actually, no, you said Dipsy and Poe, mine are Lala and Tinky Winky. How about that? Okay, yeah, you got the other opposite, but I'm just letting yeah. you know the real reason you got to know the real reason is because if you look at their heads, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. All right, this next question is from our man Pat fucking Tobin. Oh my god, we got a, we got one from Decrons that came in at the buzzer. After that, remind me I have to play Decrons question. Yep. Is it Juice Leo? How you going? It's Pat Tobin here. Uh, guys, uh, here in uh, Australia, we're pretty much the entire country's back in lockdown now. My stage boy, we've been in lockdown for about three months, which is a bit frustrating. But what um, the entertaining part of it is the uh, inevitable home haircuts that seem to be happening for a, a lot of people. Some really terrible efforts. So uh, my question today is, what are some of the worst haircuts in the MMA? Uh, not just one or two, but, you know, go nuts over the course of time, which were some of the worst, worst haircuts you've seen enter, enter the octagon. Thanks, guys. Uh, one entered last night. Question. Wait, what? One entered last night, Brian Battle. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was something else, bro. I, I looked at his hair design. I was like, okay. And then I looked a little bit closer. I was like, is that a swastika? Yeah, people were saying fa- that. And the fact that I thought it, means that it's probably the worst hair design that's ever probably entered into it. I don't think yeah. anyone has ever looked at someone's hair and thought, is that a swastika? Yeah, that's not the vibe you want. Even if that's not what you were going for, yeah. you don't want that. You don't, you, any, you don't want anything even remotely close to that. You don't want to be in the neighborhood of swastika. Yeah, so, well, he was, so good job, Battle. Yeah, he was He was right in that neighborhood. He was down the block from swastika. Yeah, he was He was just like a, a couple of turns from, from that swastika. <laughs> turns. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, left yeah, turns. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And it would have been um, game over, bro. This is such a great question. Um, and I was I was trying to think back, and it's it's unfortunate. Like sometimes the the ones that are the answers for this, we can't, you can't always remember them. But there was a there was a gentleman from a few months ago that had the most unfortunate die job. Uh, do you remember? Was it Phil? Was it Phil Hawes? I can't remember. Yes. He, he died and there was like a swirl in the swirl. back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like a, um, it was like a, a bad patch, leech. A patchy swirl. Patch. It was a patchy swirl. It was like swirl. a patchy swirl. Yeah. It was very patchy. It was, <laughs> dude, it was so bad. And it wasn't the haircut. Um, it, it was so much as it was. I mean, the, the cut itself was like, you know, not great, but it was the fact it was the dye job. <laughs> it was so bad. It was pretty intense. I do remember dude, that. It was like, to his point about home haircuts, like, I can sympathize with that in a, in a way, because I had to get my hair cut right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I had all this beautiful, luscious hair uh, go away mm-hmm. and then it grew back out. And then, but the, in that middle phase, when it's in that awkward phase, I was like, God, I really want to cut it. And like places weren't open and, and I wasn't going to go there anyway. Cause I didn't want to fucking get COVID. I contemplated shaving it. Mm. Like I would never like, dude, who's sitting at home being like, yeah, I can do that. Maybe Ruth, but like, you know, Mm. like just take, take scissors and just like cut, like, 
I don't know, like unless you have really long hair and you just want to trim, like yeah, I couldn't, I like, couldn't let trust the professionals myself, do it. But like I have clippers and I could have just shaved my whole head. That's, I mean, maybe not the best look for me, but it would have been like a fresh start of, okay, let's grow it back. And then whatever. Mm-hmm. Thankfully I didn't do that. Cause yeah. Fucking a, but very luscious right now. All right. We got to do the, I'm trying um, to think of it. De- Dennis Hallman's hair was pretty bad. And the speedo was direct <laughs> distracting. That was the guy that came in with the speedo. The speedo was distracting from his hair, but the hair was pretty bad too. Bad. Yeah. Um, Anytime Josh Koscheck stepped in the fucking uh, octagon with that fucking weird ass hair that he ever had, ugh. Um, I don't have anyone else. I wish. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have anyone else either. But I'm thank you for the like a weird mohawk or something. But um, not one that's a a, great not, question. No one's been bad. Yeah, I might take thank this you. to Twitter actually because uh, I want other people to chime in. I want to get people involved. This is a great question. Pat told yeah. me I was going to the mayor. Was like he's always like. You know, Paul's like, sorry, guys, like I always listen, but I don't always have a question. Like, no, no, whenever you do come with a question, it is a a fucking banger. It is the best. You're the best. Pat Toman is the man. Did we Um, do the voicemail from Phil? Yeah, we did. The the, the Teletubbies, we just did. Oh, good. Perfect. We literally just did it. Okay. Literally just did it. Yeah. Decrons uh, came at the last second. And I don't know because thankfully uh, Anchor doesn't like notify me anymore. I don't get push notifications, but I do still get emails. And thankfully, Pat Tobin emailed that question. So I had to go into my email to see it. So Decron's got literally gotten right at the buzzer. So lucked out with that one. And here is his question. Hey, Juice Leo brothers. I hope today finds you well. Today finds me and I'm not proud of it. Looking for a stream to watch Woodley and Paul. It should be interesting at best. Wondering if you guys are doing the same thing. Uh, But my question for you is, if you could pick any athlete from any sport that's not martial arts related, that's never been involved with the fight game, any athlete that's, um, you know, retired or currently active in their sport, who would you pick to try their hand at fighting and why? It could be somebody that you think would do well or just somebody that you want to see their ass handed to them. I can't wait to listen to the show. Have a great day, boys. Talk to you later. Peace. I would... Um... Oh, he's waving it off. I'm waving it off. Waving off that, the whole time, and I remember like the last half of that question, it looked like you were getting a beach. I should have been. Your head back and like eyes closed. You were like... Mm, I love answering this question. Uh, you know, for me, um, I would like to see if Marshawn Lynch can do it. Mm. He's a uh, celebrity owner of the PFL. PFL, yeah. So he definitely should go in the UFC. Um, but uh, <laughs> like, th- he definitely is someone that I would want to see. I think I'd want to s- see fight. Mm. I mean, as an athlete, he's a great athlete. So that's the thing. I think he yeah. could do it. I'm just here so I don't get fined. It's the best thing ever. Imagine, and, and, dude. And he's entertaining. So yeah. My answer is very simple. Go on. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Specifically because he trained with Bruce Lee and was in, was it Enter the okay. Dragon? The one with yeah. the tower? Yeah, that's fair. That's so actually, that's Iconic actually really fuck. good. That's a really good point. Like, he's tall as shit. I don't know if, like, a lot, so all the times really tall people carry all that muscle. Like, I don't know if, would he be able to make 265? Like, I'm not entirely sure. Like, I don't know. That's that, true. He might not. If he could. Or if there's a super heavyweight in whatever promotion we're talking about, this is 
normal like obviously he's older now wouldn't it make sense but like if we could go back in time and just bring him back bring back prime kareem abdul jabbar and let him fight let him fucking fight otherwise um, i would really love to see michael phelps in, oh. the, in the fucking octagon um just with the um that swimming just trying to trying to rationalize this i just feel like he's I, I, like you know the butterfly I, th- I think he was like the butterfly stroke right was that was his like mm-hmm. that the movement that you need for that is like very much like i feel like he would be really flowy in there yeah i love it that's kind of piecing everything together but all right here i we really are. just like i had a great answer with Kareem metal jabbar and i was like oh let me try and oh, yeah, come over yeah. nosedive um but thank you thank you for um speaking of sneaking one in thank you for sneaking that one in decrons um and now we go to the, the Twitter machine. Do we and the many, first question. How many Twitters, Twitters do we have? Uh, literally just one, actually. Oh, perfect. Um, this is from uh, Richard Dubler at Tricky underscore Dick 86. And uh, Tricky Dick is going to get a shout out later on. Um, just joined our Patreon. Just joined the club of cool ass people who are going to support this podcast. <laughs> he has this question and he had said this after the last episode. And I was like, dude, you got to put it in the forum before I remember. Um, Cause I will forget. And he remembered, thank God. He said, can we still get that Christopher Walken getting frustrated while trying to use the complete dumpster fire five pass UI. Also, I think John Jones smokes Francis and gone thoughts. Uh, Let's first answer that. What are your thoughts? Do you think John Jones? No. Smokes. Okay. This is hard because John Jones and Cyril Gunn becomes like an interesting match, right? Where it's like, okay, similar style on the feet. You know, John Jones may have the reach on him. I don't know offhand what Cyril Gunn's reach is. Um, But John Jones just has more ways to win. With Ngannou, it becomes a different story because Ngannou's got that power where if he just touches you, and like I feel like he's going to touch John Jones at least once. However, mm-hmm. John Jones doesn't always use it. I mean, he used it against Reyes, which ultimately would want him to fight. His wrestling, like he has that wrestling that he can lean into, mm-hmm. and he can he can just blast through with a with a double and, and put Francis Ngannou on his back. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know how that fight goes. So that that to me, that's, that, that's why we need it. It's so interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Like he very well could be right. Like John Jones could smoke those guys. Um, mm. Like I certainly don't want to say positive things about John Jones. <laughs> and and, and but, um, then, I mean. His skills a... are, are there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 100%. But you know whose skills are about to be on the spot right now is yours. I've literally been so nervous about this all day because I was thinking about like of my impressions that I can do uh, of like famous people walking is maybe one of the weaker ones. Yeah. And I can't wait to hear it. I'm very excited. You know, Leo over the weekend, I was trying to put on a fight pass, watch my favorite fighter, Marvin Vittori, the Italian dream. It's Italian dream. I like it. The UI is garbage. <laughs> the fight pass UI is garbage. 
if I'm trying to watch this fight with Israel Adesanya, which arguably you could say he won, why do I have to search Israel Adesanya? <laughs> I should be able to type Marvin Vittori <laughs> and it brings up all his fights. Why fight pass Dana, somebody, Fix it, multi million dollar company, Papa Ari. <laughs> Tragic. That was Strategy. pretty good, man. That was pretty good. Did you know I was in a music video for Fat Boy Slim? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, bro, that's such a great, such a great idea. I wish my walk in impersonation was better <laughs> to be able to really nail it because the idea of like, Dude, the idea of Christopher Walken <laughs> trying to put on fight pass is like... I didn't click left. I enjoy some violence on a Friday night with my with my tea and biscuits. <laughs> Great. I've just killed a man in okay. my living room. Huh. I just grilled up a nice steak. Medium rare, of course. Yeah, I, li- I like that Christopher Walken is also just a murderer on top of being an actor. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, he's a murderer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, definite murderer. Yeah. Uh, man, what a forum. What a forum. Amazing, amazing questions. I Unless... literally, it happens all the time. I go to bed with no questions, and I'm like, what are we going to do throughout Without the day? Fail. Our they amazing, amazing listeners just, just come to bat with these amazing questions. Yeah. And let's give our shout out to our patrons now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So shout out a big shout out to Tricky Dick for that amazing question and for being the newest patron. So shout out to you, Tricky Dick. And then shout out to the lovely patrons, <clears throat> Callum, with that fire question about fan entitlement. APB, Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey, T Cross. I'm pretty sure T Cross is on a, um, like a phone. Like technology sabbatical. sabbatical, yeah, sabbatical. This I, w- I was texting him about like the fights last weekend, and I was like, "Hey, bro, are you okay?" This time of year, he usually does that. I was looking back through Facebook. I was like, "Oh shit, I think he's on the, mm-hmm. the thing." So we-, we hope T Cross is doing well. Filthy casual, fee, Dave L, Bill the MMA dude, Jimmy the drunk. And one more to Tricky Dick for that amazing walk. Yeah, if you guys want those shout outs, just go ahead and follow our Patreon. Well, they don't just get a shout out, Leo. They get to watch our beautiful faces make these mm, weird faces. Mediocre face. I'm, yeah, well. I'm kind of a bum right now. Yeah, we're both bums. We're, we're yeah. bumming it up. Uh, Yeah. So, so please join Patreon. Give us some money. Give us your dollars. And we'll, and we'll be happy about it. And you guys will be happy about it, too, because we're the best non-MMA MMA podcast you've ever we, seen. That That is a good title. We are the best non-MMA MMA podcast. You've ever seen. Now. Friendly sparring. Yeah. It's good. Fight they talk pass about. It's terrible. They talk Fix about it. pegging. <laughs> Not a lot, but sometimes. <laughs> it used to be a lot. And then it became like a gimmick and they thought, mm, let's not talk about it all the time. But Christopher Walken talking about Peggy. As a man, you have to be comfortable to say, yeah, 
Kayla Harrison with a strap on. <laughs> so um, for that, so that's a little rip, ripple right there. It's non-MMA related. And yeah. then we go right into our picks for next week's card. Oh, shit. I was literally about to close the show. I forgot that we have to do our picks still. I was like, on that note, thank you so much. Because because you went right to the shout outs, which I usually do at the after after uh, at the end. Um just want to quickly shout out some prelims before we do the main card. Uh, our girl, Molly McCann, who's literally the best human being on the planet. Um, if you literally like listen to her appearances on the LGBT sport podcast, she talks about her coming out story. It's fucking amazing. She's the best person that's fighting in mixed martial arts right now. Molly McCann is going to beat the shit out of Ji Young Kim, and you're not going to convince me otherwise. And then um, Charles Jordan is going to be the shit out of uh, Julian Arosa, my nemesis, Julian Arosa. Yeah, juice, um, buddy. Uh, Long Jambula fighting Mark Andre Barriol. That's going to be a great fight. These prelims are shaping up. Jack Shore stepping in. Shout out to the Welsh. There's a there's a few Welsh people that listen to this podcast. Love y'all. All right. Well, let's get to our picks. Um, yes. The hype behind Patty Pimblet, mm. UFC debut, and Luigi Vendramini. Uh, everyone keeps saying Vendramini. And for the sake of the way that he talks, I hope Benjamini. Me too. Okay. Molly follows right. me, but I don't think she listens to the podcast. She's friends with Patty. Patty's a fucking terror online, yo. Like he used to be cool. He's also like been retweeting some like xenophobic shit and saying something. Uh, yeah. Shit. I'm like, okay, hey, then man, Patty, my choice is Patty. Yeah. Calm my down. Patty. <laughs> Hashtag no, problematic uh, picks. Um Okay, so our next next fight we got uh, Modestas Bukakas. Yeah, Modestas Bukakas fighting Bu- Khalil Roundtree Jr. Hey man, I don't care how many times he loses, I am never picking against Khalil Roundtree. I fucking love that guy, dude. I love Bukakas. <laughs> so let's go with Modestas Bukakas, and let's move on because that's what. On. Once you're done with the Bukakas, so you move on. Um. Arian Alex Morano Arian. versus David Zawada. What the hell? Tough fight to call. Wait, what do you have? Uh, Lipsky versus Bohm. Oh, I have that next, so maybe they just flopped. So that's still the okay. What no, because you... after that, I have Alex Perez and Matt Schnell. Oh, do I have that at all on the prelims? I don't. I'm going Ooh. off of Google. Where are mm. you on topology or UFC? Oh, on the Sometimes the UFC website is dog shit, bro. Yeah, I agree. Although so I did hear about the match now fight. Somebody that said, um, fuck it. Well, right. hold on. We, we still have the Lipsky and Bomb. Yeah, Lipsky and Bomb. I got Lipsky. Lipsky. Yeah. Ripsky. 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 Who do you got for uh, this uh, Alex Perez and Matt Schnell? Uh, Matt Schnell, all the way. Yeah, same here. Shout out to Louisiana. And then. Um, for Tom Aspinall and Sergey Pavlovich. Oh, Tom uh, Pavlovich, the British Bull. Yeah, yeah, I'm there for him too. And your main pick for the main event, Derek Brunson. Tarantel. Why won't you fight Tarantel? Derek Brunson's gonna. Yeah. What do you think? Because I'm, I go, I'm going back and forth on this like every day. Um, Darren Till apparently is a fucking. I still haven't figured out. Apparently, like there was this video of him being. Like... I got Brunson. Same. 
There we go. Okay. Same. And that's our picks, everyone. Although, to be honest with you, I've been liking Brunson a lot more. Like, especially when he beat Kevin Holland, I was like, okay, Brunson, like you're 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 on the up and up now. Yeah, and uh, for me, I would be secretly happy if Till knocks him the fuck out, dude. That's what I, I just want to finish. Like, I just want an exciting fight. Like, I don't want I don't want the Till that fought Gaslam. I do not want the Brunson that fought uh was a Machida. He had like a really boring fight where I was like, come on, dude, what the fuck? I just want, I just want um someone to fight that until. until. Um, but uh yeah, I, I just I don't know. I hope that we can all come together and be at peace with each other. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty fucking tired. Uh those were our picks. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. So whenever someone says, all right, bet, I mean it. Bet on all those. Yeah. And, and if you lose, just come to me and I'll I'll tell you I'm sorry. That's it. Yeah. Um, I do not sympathize with people that uh, bet on money and lose. Oh, yeah. Bet I don't sympathize. Money, I just I, said. Yeah. The bet their money. Yeah. I don't sympathize with them, but they can come to me and they cry about it. But you lost. So yeah. You can stupid. cry my DMs and I will. You're dumb. You're dumb. Hey, man. Even though uh, like, I'm literally in a pick em league, right? With uh, Phil, Fight Geek, the guy that started in a bunch of fighters. Uh, At one point, I was second place. I think I just got third. I think Fight Geek may have passed me. We kind of fight, but go back and forth. I'm kicking the shit out of Sam Alvey, which is the most important part. Uh, yeah. So put some respect on my name as far as picks go. Yeah, but he's hey, doing pretty good. You listen to my picks on the show for, for advice. Don't do it. Yeah. Never and- do that. On that note, follow him at Friendly Sparring Pod. You know what? I'm going to stop plugging the podcast anymore because I feel like people know where to say. I'm going to I'm just follow it anyway. You. Follow uh, me yeah. at yeah, follow me at LeoGH2113 on Twitter, Instagram. Figure it out. Uh, I will lurk before I follow. You can follow me on Twitter only at Aaronish Jackson. Please follow both those accounts. Or follow if you're on IG, follow the friendly SparPod IG because we do not have enough fucking Instagram followers. Yeah, we, we need like way, way more followers. Way more, we, dude. Yeah. Uh, that's why fucking Nick Diaz's tequila company didn't want to fucking give us a bottle for the podcast. Yeah, we're fucking we can't even like, say hey, the man, other I have one. a lot of I literally scrubbed all my anti Diaz tweets from the Twitter and sent them a Twitter link and it was not worth it. I wanted to I wish I could undelete those tweets and put them back on the timeline. 